Hey everyone, this is Sherry Wagner. And this is Tammy Milbrandt. And you are listening to the New Thing Podcast. Well, welcome to the New Thing Podcast, episode one. We are so excited that you are joining us. I am Sherry Wagner, a wife, a mom, a coffee and donut connoisseur, and an Enneagram 8. And I am here with my dear friend, Tammy. Hello, Tammy. Welcome to our first episode. Hi, Sherry. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Um, I'm Tammy Milbrand, and I am so excited to be co-hosting the New Thing podcast with Sherry. I, uh, you know, a little bit about me. I was born and raised in the church. My dad is my number one spiritual mentor and inspiration. Uh, I was reborn on July 11th of 2010. It's when I gave my life to Christ. And I am also a wife uh, of 11 years to my high school sweetheart. We have two amazing kids. And I am an Enneagram 2, which probably tells you all you need to know about uh, about me with, with an Enneagram 2. So, uh, y'all, my... My joy is walking with Jesus, and I can't wait to get into the Word with with you and and Sherry. I can't wait to get started. Me too. And this is probably my deepest passion in life is to get people in the Word of God. And so that's why our focus this year is exactly what it is. We're going to be looking at the four Gospels in the book of Acts. And our invitation to all of you is to dive in deep with us, to go into the scriptures and allow the voice of God to shape what you believe and how you are seeing this world and everything that's happening around us. So Sherry, as we kind of jump in, this is episode one, you and I are both (laughs) sitting here with our coffee and you know, this is what this podcast is about, right? It's just friends gathering together. You know, we invite you guys grab a cup of coffee unless it's really late at night and then don't grab your coffee (laughs) or Uh, maybe grab a cup of coffee still (laughs) or do. Um, and we just invite you to just dive in with us, dive into Mm -hmm. the word. And so in this first episode, we're going to give some background. On, on the 2022 New Thing Challenge, um, and then we're going to get started. This is really going to set the foundation for the rest of the podcast and, quite frankly, the rest of the year in the New Thing Challenge. So, Sherry, every year uh, with New Thing, you do a challenge for the year, and this year, in 2022, you chose the Gospels and Acts, and the challenge is called Jesus and the Church, a Fresh Look at Foundational Faith. Mm-hmm. So tell us, why study the Gospels and Acts this year? Yeah. So I just think over the course of the past two years in particular, the voices of society and culture have gotten so loud. There are so many competing voices vying for our attention, and it's really threatening to drown out the voice of God in our lives. I'm seeing it in the church. I'm seeing it in seasoned believers. And um, we're looking at these books of scripture in particular to look at first, who is Jesus? Who does he reveal himself to be? We can know him through his word. And secondly, um, what is the charge that he gives to us as the church? We've seen a lot of shifting and changing and moving in different directions over the course of history from what I believe the original biblical mandate was there for us. And so what does it mean to say, I am a Christ follower? I think, Mm -hmm. you know, now in our culture to tell someone you're a Christian, I mean, (laughs) can honestly come with like a bit of a negative connotation, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
when we look at scripture to inform us of who Jesus is and who we're supposed to be as his followers, I think that's where we're going to write this path that has gotten quite crooked, right? So good. So good. I'm excited. Me too. And so this fresh look at foundational faith really means like we're going to take a look at what God says about himself and what God says about the church. And if that differs from our understanding of either one, we're going to choose to default default to God's instructions there Mm -hmm. over our own, right? I mean, what does that mean for you, Tammy, when you hear a fresh look at foundational faith? Where are we going with that this year? Yeah, just like you said, Sherry, I mean, you know, no matter your where your walk is, uh, you know, if you have been following Jesus your whole life, if this is new, if your faith is is new, if it's something you're exploring, if it's somewhere in between there, um, the likelihood is you've had voices um, that have influenced what that looks like, what your faith mm-hmm. looks like, maybe even what Jesus looks like. And so when I hear a fresh start, a fresh look at foundational faith, it, it tells me, you know, what voices have been the loudest and what voices have maybe told me things that are true about Jesus, but also maybe things that are not true about Jesus. And mm-hmm. as we start this new year, it tells me we we have this uh, opportunity for a fresh start, a fresh look at who God says he is. And, you know, we are, um, unfortunately, we're living in a time of, in a culture of impermanence. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. our, our technology is not built to last more than a couple of years. You mm-hmm. know, we're, we're oftentimes, you know, ready for the new house, the new car, the new, you know, are we moving to a new neighborhood? Right. Everything feels like it's changing. And one thing, uh, you know, that we can rest in is that Jesus never changes and his word Amen. never changes. You know, he is the same today as he was yesterday, as he will be tomorrow. And in a culture, Sherry, for me, that is always changing and you feel like you don't know what to uh, set your roots in, we Uh know that Jesus's word is where we can absolutely get deeply rooted. That's right. Absolutely. And so for the trajectory of this year, we want to give you kind of a little bit of information of what that's going to look like. Um, We are going to be reading through the gospels together each week, a couple chapters each week. We're going to be reading through the book of Acts. But before we get to that point in February, we wanted to take this first month of the year to do exactly what you were just talking about, Tammy, set a firm foundation to build upon. (laughs) If we are going to be looking to scripture to inform us about these things, then we need to know a couple things about the word of God. Right, Tammy? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. So I wanted to share with you all, um, Sherry and I had actually together about a year ago, um, gone to a seminar at our church called Scribes and Scriptures. And it was uh, put on and facilitated by the Texan Canon Institute uh, from the Phoenix Seminary. And y'all, if you get a chance to do this seminar, seminar, I highly recommend it. You can actually go to textandcanon.org and you can learn more. They have a lot of free resources. You can see well where they will be next. They do different seminars at different churches. Anyhow, this is not a, a paid plug <laughs> by Text and Canon. It's but just it to tell good. you, it was amazing. And if it's something you want to do in 2022, because mm-hmm. we've already done it, I highly recommend it. If you're, if you just want to know more about the word, uh, about its origin, about the different translations, you guys, you should check it out. It's so good. So one of the things there that I was really moved by and motivated by as we were, as we're talking about, um, you know, what, what is the word of God, um, was mm-hmm. something that they had said at this seminar to kind of set our day. And so it, it felt appropriate to set this podcast in alignment 
Amendment here. You, mm-hmm. you may or may not have heard of the New Testament canon and this idea of, of the biblical canon and what that means. So a canon is defined as a set of texts or books given to us by God and regarded as sacred. Okay. Canon actually means rule. It means authority. You kind of see how that definition is going. Now, said a different way, it it can be defined. A biblical canon is a list of scriptural or authoritative books. So let me change that around on you one more time. And Sherry, everybody just close your eyes. Think about if you're holding your Bible, hold your Bible and think about this. A biblical canon is a book of authority by which we live. Mm. Okay. That that's what the word of God is to us. It's, it's, it is so much. And I think that's why we have a hard time even defining it. Um, because it is literally a book of authority by which we live. It's not just a book you read one time. It's a book that has so much meaning, so much history, so much Mm -hmm. origin and is literally God inspired. And so Sherry, you know, kind of talk to us about that as we hear that definition of the biblical canon. Um, what, what is, the word of God to you. Yeah. Well, I, I love that foundation that you laid because I think that's part of the confusion that's going on in our cultures. We're seeing people deconstruct, move away from the faith, question the authority of scripture. It's because we haven't approached it with that perspective and that understanding that that is what the Bible is. So first of all, the Bible is authoritative. Like you said, it is um, a rule by which we are to embrace and live accordingly. It is mm-hmm. our authority in all matters of life. And when we approach it that way, there's a freedom that exists within those boundaries that it sets. Um, Secondly, it's inspired. We're going to get into this in our verses that we're focusing in on this month for our scripture memory, but the word inspired actually means breathed out. And so the, the scriptures, the Bible is the breath of God. He breathed, he spoke as men recorded it by hand. And it is his words to us. So therefore, the next thing is that it is inerrant. It is without flaw. Mm. God does not misspeak. He does not mess up when he breathes and speaks. And so when we approach God's word, not only can we approach it from those first two perspectives, but we can approach it from a posture of trust. We can trust it because it's not flawed. It's not errant. Um, and therefore then it goes to being purposeful in our lives. If it is the, the breath of God, the words of God spoken to us to reveal himself to us so that we can know him, it carries great purpose in our lives. It's meant to benefit us and build us up and encourage us and transform us and make us more like Jesus. I mean, if our approach to scripture is just more knowledge, well, I I guarantee you, you're going to get bored with it and you're going to want to move on. But if your understanding of it is that it's meant to be transformational in our lives, then it's going to be because that's its purpose in our lives is to be purposeful in us and for us. And finally, I mean, this is not an exhaustive list by any stretch, but um, it's eternal. So Tammy hit on this already that the word of God is eternal and it has always been and it always will be and it will never change. It does not need edits as culture and society shifts over the course of time. It does not need to be changed in order to be relevant or fit in with any given culture. It is true. It is authoritative. It does not change and it is eternal. It will last forever. And I love that last part because... 
the Bible, more than any other book in history, has undergone more persecution. Um, it has been burned. It has been, um, you know, not permitted and not allowed. Mm. It ha- people have died and been martyred for the sake of the scriptures, and yet it has endured because God's word will always endure no matter what persecution comes its way. And so what we wanted to do for the month of January before we really dive into Jesus and the church with the gospels and acts is to lay that foundation of, okay, what does the Bible say about itself? The Bible has a lot to say about what it is and the authority that it carries and its origins and where it came from, all of that. And so our four scripture memory verses for this month, um, kind of help us lay that firm foundation of what the word of God is, why we can trust it. And so I'm just going to jump in, um, to week ones, John chapter one, verse one. This is probably one of my favorite verses in the new Testament canon. I love it. It says in the beginning was the word that first phrase there in the beginning that goes back to the very first words of scripture in Genesis chapter one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is a reference back to that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And so here, this is referring to the the person of Jesus Christ, that he was there from the beginning. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So we see this eternal aspect or characteristic of the word of God here in this first verse. And it's really a great place for us to start as we lay this foundation. Um, Tammy, why don't you take us into our next verse for the month? Yeah, sure. Happy to. So uh, our next verse is 2 Timothy 3.16, and it reads like this. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. Let's unpack that because that's a mm. lot in, in 2 Timothy there. So Sherry gave us, you know, in, in those five words that we use to describe the word of God, um, one, the second one was inspired. And so in, in 2 Timothy, Paul literally says, all scripture is inspired by God. Mm. Just, you know, t- take a minute to think about that. Mm. I, I often have, you know, jokingly said, I, I just wish God would send me a text message about what I'm supposed <laughs> to do next in my life. Um, I wish he would give me some inspiration so I knew the right path. Friends, that is the word of God. That is your Bible. That is why, you know, maybe it's, maybe we hear a lot in social media or with our, our sisters in the faith. We hear, you know, girl, get in your Bible. This is why, because it yep. is inspired. It is inspired by God. It is authoritative. It is everything that Timothy says. I'm sorry, that Paul says it is in second Timothy three sixteen. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. So every single word is God breathed is purposeful and useful. And, you know, I, I think often Sherry, you know, as I think about that, uh, Paul also says in, in first Timothy, he's describing, um, a life full of envy, full of quarreling, full full Mm -hmm. of slander. And he said, those whose minds are depraved and deprived of the truth. Friends, the truth is Jesus and the truth is the word as, as Sherry just shared with us in John 1, 1, that's why setting this foundation of, okay, who is God? What is the word? Um, those without it, we're going to have envy and quarreling and slander. Literally the direction of our lives will change because 
what he says in 2 Timothy 3.16 is that it's profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. It Mm. is our guide. Yep. It's all that we need. That's right. It's all that we need. So, you know, Sherry, when you hear that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll go into second Peter here in a moment, but you know, when you hear that and you think, you know, can you share with us a time in your life where you probably many times in your life, but can you think of one in particular where you have gone back into the word and used it for exactly that for rebuking or for correcting or for training yourself in righteousness? Oh, absolutely. I think any single time I have sat under the authority of scripture, whether it's on in church on a weekend service or gone to a Bible study, or even honestly, probably more so the times that I have taught and led, I have seen God use scripture in this way in my life where he dissects my own heart and reveals to me areas that are dark and need to change and need correction. He, anytime I choose to expose myself to its authority, to its purpose, to its inspiration, it has that effect in my life. And I'm actually grateful for it. There was a lot of years where I squirmed uncomfortably and wanted to get out from under, you know, the microscope of scripture, right? Mm -hmm. And yet I have seen the benefit of that. Um, When I tried to avoid it, 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 it was a downward spiral, right? When I allowed it to do its work in me, man, did it change the course of my life? Did it change my perspective? It changed my heart. It changed the way that I thought. Um, and so while it's not always easy to be in the, the rebuking section or the correcting section of this verse, it's for our good. It's always for our good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Thank you, Sherry. So let's let's jump now to our third uh, scripture for the month of January, which is 2 Peter 1, 20, 21, and one of my favorites. Um, and so uh, this scripture reads, Above all, you know this, no prophecy of scripture comes from the prophet's own interpretation, because no prophecy ever came by the will of man. Instead, men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Friends, this goes back to, you know, maybe oftentimes as a Christian, you're asked, how do you believe the Bible? How do you know it's true? And in Second Peter here, mm-hmm. what we're saying is we know the origins of scripture. We know where it comes from. And we know that it is inerrant and that it is right. proven time and time again. You know, those stories about the word of God being proven by history, um, many times, you know, by by people who are not even believers of God, they're historians, uh, and, and they prove. Uh, you know, by by looking at, at events in history and then also what the word of God says, we mm-hmm. know it to be true and we believe it to be true because we believe of the origin of scripture. Right. And so in Second Peter here, above all, you know this, no prophecy of scripture comes from the prophet's own interpretation. Mm-hmm. So w- as we go through the gospels, which are some of my favorite, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when we're, when we're looking through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when we go into the book of Acts and we hear Paul Paul's words, we need to know that these are, you know, the gospels are, are some of the 12 and they are, um, 
they walked with Jesus uh, within his 33 years of ministry here on earth, mm-hmm. you know, when he literally came off of the throne and came down to take human form. Um, and he incarnated with us to experience mm-hmm. the world with us and to walk with us. Um, those, the, the prophecies, the, the 12 and, and Paul, they're not writing these books um, from their own will, from their own interpretations. Right. It is, scripture is literally still God breathed. And yeah. it's, it is his will. And it, men are speaking that from God. It's all coming from him. You know, we think, well, why did Matthew include certain parts and Luke didn't? Why uh-huh. did John say something this way? Right, Sherry? And, and uh-huh. you know, one of the other 12 didn't and they were in the same room. Because God, because he knew exactly what he wanted these scriptures to read. He knew how he wanted these books to be read. And that's how we know that this came from him via the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was with uh, the the writers, the authors of the gospels. He was with Mm -hmm. Paul. We know the Holy Spirit was with Paul. And, uh, you know, we can Mm -hmm. be sure of that. We can be confident when we read the word. Right. And in addition to that, Tammy, I just want to add the relevance and how critical this verse in particular is to our current moment in history because we live in a time where I'm not sure it's unique just to, you know, 2022 on the human calendar, but we live in a time where truth has been determined relative. What's true for you is true for you. You do you, I do me. We have false religions rising up all over the place and that declare new truth all the time and write their own scriptures. And this verse here holds all of that accountable. And it says that the Holy Spirit wrote the word of God through human hands and none of it came from anyone's own will or accord. It was the Holy Spirit carrying them along which is a real litmus test for today when we've got people throwing truth at us from every angle, right? This is what you're supposed to believe and this is what you're supposed to think and this is what you're supposed to feel. And God says, "Uh uh-uh, nope. This is what my word says about truth right here. So it's so important. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I love this verse in particular and I think it's a real critical point of this foundation that we're trying to build. And so- our final verse for the month of January. And again, these are memory, these are verses that we're encouraging you to memorize if you can, um, verses that speak to the importance and authority and the inspired nature of the word of God. But Hebrews 4.12 is, uh, again, it's one of my favorites. I think all four of these are my favorite. Let's just say that we love all four of these (laughs) verses a lot. But Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Now, there's lots of different translations um, that render these words a bit different depending on how they're translated and in what version. But the one that I first memorized from Hebrews 4.12 was the word of God is alive and active. Mm -hmm. And I love that because to me that says God's word is always speaking, always breathing, always moving, always effective in our life. So again, back to even what I shared before, when you choose to expose yourself to it, it is going to be effective in your life. 
Scripture tells us in the book of Isaiah that God's word never goes forth and returns void. It will always accomplish the purposes for which it was sent. God cares more about our transformation than we ever could, which is why he is compelling us to get into his word because that's where transformation occurs in his word and in his presence. And so the beginning of that verse I just love because it talks about the the active, living, breathing, effective nature of scripture. And then it goes into this like medical terminology, right? Like a doctor with a scalpel in hand who's going to perform surgery on a patient. And while that surgery is painful and there's a recovery process from it, if that doctor doesn't get in there with that scalpel and get out the infection or get out the disease, it is only going to be worse off for that patient in the future. Yeah. And so I see a similar process here with the word of God in our lives, that it is intended to get into our heart, to cut out the evil, to expose the sin, to rid of the darkness that's in us and make us whole and make us new again and make us healed. Mm. That the word of God has um, an effective healing um, measure to it. When we choose to expose ourselves to its truth, this is what it can do in our lives. And so friends, this foundation is incredibly thrilling to me, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Tammy, when we look at just these first four verses, are you just like, I can't wait to get into Matthew, right? Oh, I can't wait. It's, it's going to be amazing, you guys. And, you know, perhaps we, in our, in our time, in our culture, perhaps we take the accessibility that we have to God's word for granted. I know that we do. I do. Sherry, I'm sure you do. I'm sure everybody listening, um, you know, because we, I mean, my goodness, you guys, we have it on our phones. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, really uh, the cry of our, heart and our desire is let's get in the word let's get mm-hmm. in the word together and let's let's dissect it and let's talk about what it means and let's figure mm-hmm. out the application and let's mm-hmm. allow it to do what it's meant to do which is to transform us and as we said at the beginning is you know for it to be an authority in our lives mm-hmm. and uh you know it's going to do that and I can't wait to get into Matthew and Something that you guys will always be able to count on me for on these podcasts is uh, some strange, uh, you know, kind of um, message that I'm going to bring in or, or a strange <laughs> reference. So just just prepare yourselves. Uh, hopefully it'll make some of you laugh. But I was sharing with Sherry, you know, uh, because I have young children, Frozen is a staple in my house. And uh, in Frozen 2, Olaf, which, okay, can we just, you know, say <laughs> Olaf is the best, um, you know, his small quips. He says at the end of Frozen 2, I don't know what transformation is, but I feel like this forest really changed us all. Mm. You guys, that, that how, yep. and I heard that on a Disney movie and I thought, that's what the Bible makes me feel. Yep. When I get into God's word, it doesn't matter what happened to me that morning or the evening before, or maybe the meeting before that I was in, or maybe the frustration I had with my children the a few minutes before. When I sit down and I open up God's word and I go deep with him, 
I feel changed. I feel the transformation right. of my heart. I feel I feel like I can just take this deep breath. I feel mm-hmm. good again. I feel whole again. I feel new again. Right. That's what the word of God can do for us, y'all. That is the power of the word. And it That's doesn't so matter true. if you're looking at it on your phone or if you have six different uh, translations of the Bible and you can't mm-hmm. decide which one because you love all of them. Some of them are really pretty. Maybe some of them aren't as pretty. Uh, it doesn't matter what you use. Just get in the word, right, Absolutely. And so this is our first year that we are offering several different options for you to engage in this challenge with us. For the past few years, we've done a scripture memory challenge period, and that was great. And it was a challenge for a lot of us. It was the first time that many of us actually practiced the discipline of scripture memorization. But this year we wanted to add a couple more levels of engagement for you to give you more opportunity to get into the word of God. One of the the biggest heartbeats of the ministry of new thing is biblical literacy. And what I mean by that is that we want people, women in particular, to know and understand the word of God. We want them to know that they can approach God's word without fear or anxiety that it's beyond them or above them, uh, that it's that they're incapable of understanding it and then applying it to their lives. And so this year we're starting with three levels of engagement. And that first one is for you to follow along with us in the reading plan throughout the year. We have a weekly email that goes out on Mondays. So first of all, if you are not signed up for that to get these directly to your inbox, you need to subscribe at newthing.org. And we will um, include that link in the show notes for you to find. But we want you to subscribe to that because every Monday, the reading plan for that week will come out. And so you'll be given the two to three chapters in scripture to have seven days to read. So it's not too much. We all can do this. I want Mm -hmm. to encourage you. If you're just starting in reading scripture, you can do this. And I promise you it will transform your life as you take a close look at the life of Christ and his charge to the first church in Acts. But that's the first level of engagement. We are going to be reading scripture together um, each week and working our way through the gospels and acts. And Tammy, can you tell us about the second level? Yeah. So level number two, uh, is memory verses. So when you get into the the reading verses, you get Monday's email. And if you're anything like me, you know, I'm, I'm going to star that email and I'm going to read through it. And then I'm going to star it for the week so that I can keep coming back to it, whether it's on my phone or in on my computer. Um, I've just kind of got it front and center for the week. So then after you read those verses and you get in the word, the next thing to do is, is the memory verses. We really want to challenge you in this way to take, go to level two and the best way to, to do memory verses. And I know that Sherry has talked about this many times in, in uh, the new thing ministry is to write them down. There is something about when we actually take pen to paper and we write down God's word, you'll be amazed at how much it moves you and how much more of it you remember. I mean, we all, you know, there's a lot going on in life. Our brains are always carrying a high capacity and and a lot of different Mm -hmm. things. Um, but when you just quiet yourself before the Lord and you start writing out his word, you'll be amazed at how much your brain can recall from doing the memory verses like that. So we encourage you definitely to start memorizing the scripture so that when you're in any situation, when you're in conversation with friends, your brain can recall those just like it does song lyrics. And then you can use those to to be the authoritative voice in your life. 
That's right. And you will also be able to get that scripture memory verse and the verse image that we create in the weekly email, but also follow us on social media, new thing on Instagram, new thing on Facebook. We post those there every week. That's just another way for you to engage together in, uh, the scripture memory verses that we're doing. And finally, and not to shortchange this part of the engagement process, (laughs) but the third level that we invite you to engage with us on is right here on this podcast. I mean, obviously we We are very excited about this podcast and we care that you are listening to it. We want you listening, but our heartbeat really is that you would first read, that you would get in the word and let God's words be louder in your life than mine or Tammy's, right? And then that you would like write it on your heart, like the Old Testament talks about when they would memorize scripture and memorize the words of God. Do that next. And if there's still time available to you. Tune in and listen to this podcast as we dive a bit deeper into the reading content and the scripture memory verse for that week. And so this is our first podcast, friends. This is the one where we lay the foundation of the importance of scripture. And now we're going to look to scripture to shape what we believe, to form who we are, and to transform us into the likeness and image of Jesus. And so starting in February, we jump into the book of Matthew. So again, make sure you're subscribed to our email because that is where you will get your reading. Um, We want to invite you as well to share this episode and share this podcast with your friends. We understand that there may be some who are only ever able to listen to the podcast. And you know what? One One of the best pieces of advice that I received from a mentor years and years ago was that a little bit of God's word is better than none of God's word. And so if this is where they can get it, 25 minutes, you know, every other week on a podcast, share it and subscribe to it and send it on to your friends and family to engage in this new thing challenge 2022 with us. Uh, Tammy and I, we want to be useful in encouraging you and empowering you and equipping you with God's word this year. And so, man, I am so looking forward to this, Tammy, getting in the word with you, doing this every week, um, encouraging each one of you who are listening. This is going to be so great. (laughs) It's going to be so much fun, you guys. We can't wait to continue doing this with you. Thank you for tuning in today. And uh, we can't wait to connect with you in a couple of weeks where we jump into Matthew. Thanks, everybody. Bye.